Lord this morning. Praise the Lord this morning. I said praise the Lord this morning. I am at K Chapel, right? Come on, put your hands together like God has been good. I said put your hands together like he's been better than that. Come on, stand to your feet. Simple song says, I feel like praising, praising him. Oh, feel like praising, praising him. Come on. Praise him in the morning. Praise him all day long. Praise and praise him. Yeah. 
never will get the prayer from the pulpit. Praise the Lord this morning. He's worthy to be praised. Is that right, church? I don't know about you. I come to praise the Lord this morning. For he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let us pray, church. Almost heavenly, gracious Father, we come to you right now. We bow down heads and humble hearts. Thanking you, uplifting you, and praising your holy name. Lord, you created us to praise you, Lord. We come this morning collectively as a group to uplift your holy name for you worthy to be praised. Lord, we have so much to be thankful for. Lord, you woke us up this morning. Lord, you started us out on our way this morning. Lord, you gave us a mighty breath this morning. You gave us air to breathe, Lord. You gave us feet to walk on and legs to walk. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for your greatness and your goodness. We thank you for creation. Everything that you created, Lord, on behalf that we may have the many of us, we thank you, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, we just want to thank you right now, Lord, for the most precious gift that you gave, your Son, Jesus Christ, that we may have eternal life, that he died on the cross for us, that we may be born again and become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We praise your holy name this morning, Lord. We ask the Heavenly Father, as you move in a mighty way this morning, we praise you for going down to the nursing home. We praise you, Lord, for going down to the jail houses, in the prison houses. We praise you this morning, Lord. We praise you, Lord, for the sick. We praise you for healing them. We praise you, Lord, for not never leaving us nor forsaking us, Lord. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, what you're doing and what you're going to do, dear Heavenly Father. We lift up your holy name this morning. Lord, we thank you. We ask the Heavenly Father that you bless this church. The only blessed the church, Lord, bless the pastor and his loved one, the Heavenly Father. We thank you, the Heavenly Father. Right now, move in a mighty way. The Heavenly Father, we know that we have not always done the things that be in our sight. But we thank you, the Heavenly Father, for your mercy. For your grace, Lord, we thank you for forgiving us and cleansing us from all unrighteousness. Thank you in a mighty way. Now, dear Heavenly Father, we pray for our country. We pray for our leaders. We pray that, Lord, you move in a mighty way, Lord. Let your power be known, Lord, that you are the one in charge. That you are the one that in charge of all things. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father. Now, Lord, we ask that you bless this city. We ask that you look over it, Lord. Guide it, direct it, Lord. Anoint it with power and resources and everything that we need, Lord. We know that you're going to move in a mighty way. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father. And it's your son, Jesus Christ's name, we do praise you. In Jesus' name we do. I feel like praising the Lord. Anybody feel like praising him this morning? Well, come on and praise his name. Come on and give him a great big praise. Hallelujah. Praise him in the morning. Ushers, come on and let the worshipers in. Praise him all day long. Oh, I feel like praising him.
deacons to come and further uh, to lead us in the devotional period. Brother Deacons. Good morning. God is good. Not just some of the time. He's good all the time. I ask you to stand at this moment as we read the scripture. The scripture is going to come from James, the fifth chapter. It'll read as follows. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? That went fast on me, okay. Let him sing praise. Electronics. It, is any among you sick? Let him call you for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil on, on, on the name of the Lord. And the, Lord. and the prayer of faith shall save him that is sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, it shall be forgiven him. Confess therefore your sins one another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The supplication of a righteous man availeth much in his work working. Elijah was a man of like passions with us. He prayed fervently that it might not rain, and it, and it rained not on the earth for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. My brethren, if any among you err from the truth, and one convert him, let him know that he who converteth a sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall cover a multitude of sins. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his holy word. Prayer changes things. There's no secret to what God can do. Had an honor and privilege to listen to the sermon that you're about to listen to today, and it'll change you. God is so good. Let us pray. Father, we just pause thanking you for the privilege. Father, we thank you for, for what you've done this week, Father. You walk with us. You talk with us. Father, this time last week, we had a hurricane closing in. We didn't know what tomorrow was going to bring. The weatherman would say this, and the weatherman would say that. Father, you could put your arms around us. You protected us. We thank you, Father. We thank you. 
Father, some people went in this for surgery last week, Father. You put your arms around every doctor, every nurse, every caregiver, Father. You help them. And right now, you're healing them through recovery. Father, we ask you to continue to do that. You know what the headlines will be. We ask you to put your arms around us throughout it, Father. Keep our kids safe in school. Keep them focused, Father. We thank you for the word this morning. We thank you for our pastor, what you've given him to lead us, to help us to be the type of children you designed us to be. Thank you for this church, Father. Thank you for what you've done and for what you're going to do. These are another blessings we ask in your son, Jesus' name, amen. Response to read them now. And it reads as such All, it is the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because his compassion fails not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. One more time, one more time. All, that we are not consumed because his compassion fails not. They are the faithfulness. Amen. 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 Bless you. Amen. Good morning. Our congregational hymn this morning is Greatest Thy Faithfulness. All right. Come on, let's sing to the glory of God. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. If your voice is great 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 is Morning by morning All I have needed All I Sing it like you mean it now. Great, great, great. Great is. Great is. Morning by morning. 
Aren't you, aren't you thankful for our deacon? Let's give them a round of applause for leading us this morning in the devotional period. This time now, we're going to pause for a time in our service where we all can participate and be a blessing to all that we do here at K Chapel. The choir is going to give us a message and song. The ushers are going to give us all the chance to give again as we have been so blessed. This is the benevolent offering. I want you prepared to give now. Amen. This is our benevolent offering. It's in this offering that we're able to bless those who are in need in our community as well as within our church home. We do want to remind you that there are two offerings in this service. The next one will be our tithing offering. And this is the last month in our fiscal year. This is September. You know, in October, we begin a new fiscal year. So everything that you promised you were going to do, bless the Lord. This is the month to do it. Amen. Amen. I, I didn't get a good amen there. That was, that was kind of what Driscoll said. That was kind of weak. <laughs> Amen. This is the last month to do whatever you promised, whatever you said you were going to do. We thank God for what you have already done. Let me be very clear. You have, you have, you have done well. We have done well. But we're closing on on the last few weeks, and so we need that extra little push uh, to, to get us over the edge. Amen. So God bless you. We're going to get ready now for our benevolent offering. It's through this offering that we bless those who are in need in our community. The ushers are coming now. God bless you.
us pray. Most gracious Father, we are thankful, O Lord, for this day that you've let the sun shine again upon us. Father, we are so thankful that you've given us the opportunity to re where we can return to this place, where we can lift your holy name, O Lord. Father, we ask that you would accept this offering in the name of thy son, Jesus, in whose name I pray. Amen. Amen. This time we're just going to pause just for a few minutes to share some announcements with you. We ask you to please remember all of our sick and children members, and um, some must have everyday care, but for whatever the situation, we ask that you just pray for them that they will uh, recuperate. Mrs. Menifee's son, I understand, is sick and needs the prayers of the church, so please don't forget to pray for them. And we ask that you pray for all of our sick and children members. Sister Elitha Mack and her sister both are very, very sick and certainly need the prayers of the church. And our own brother Owens had surgery this past week and again is requesting this, the prayers of the church. We get some additional announcements from the media. Good morning, Cade Chapel. There are a number of opportunities for you to get involved through our Sunday school activities. First, class number 14 is sponsoring a purse drive. Donate new or gently used purses and personal care items now through October the 5th all items received will be donated to shelters for battered and homeless women. And our Sunday School Children's Department is giving you the opportunity to show you care through underwear. They will be collecting new socks, t-shirts, and underwear to donate to homeless veterans. There are donation bins located in the Old Fellowship Hall, and you can bring these items through September the 19th. The donations will be delivered on September the 21st. And finally, Sunday School Class 10. And he is calling for your help to collect our contact information for all K Chapel College students, including students in junior college and technical school. Please submit this information to kyoungadults at gmail.com, or you can see Sister Loretta Epps or Sister Kendra Wright. And as always, young adults ages 18 through 26 are invited to attend Sunday School Class 10B from 9.30 to 10.30 each Sunday. The K-Chapel Youth Council will meet on today, Sunday, September the 9th, from 1.15 to 2.15 in the Sunday School room upstairs. All youth ages 10 to 18 are invited to attend. It's that time of year when Daisy's Brownie September the 17th at 6 p.m. Girls in grades kindergarten through 12th grade are encouraged to attend and participate. The annual girls grow strong. The beginning of fall signals a very special time here at Cade when we begin planning for our annual Christmas cantata. Join us for our kickoff on September the 22nd at 9 a.m. here in the sanctuary. No breakfast this year, just singing and fellowship. All are invited to lend your voices for the cantata, and we look forward to having you join us. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com, or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app, but be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. And they had to put over the 
in a con, isn't that something? <laughs> this time, <laughs> some of you know what I'm talking about. This time now, we're going to just pause just for a moment and recognize our visitors. Listen, if you are not yet a member of this congregation, we would love to have you stand so that we can invite you back. All visitors, won't you please stand up? Stand up, visitors. Amen. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. God bless Good you. to have you this morning. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah. Won't you remain standing for just a moment? Amen. Visitor, we want you to know on behalf of our senior pastor, our Pastor Emerson, and told an entire cage of family just so happy that you chose to wish us today. If you just visit, please come in at the time you're scheduled out. But if by chance you're looking for a church home before you leave today, we're going to try to convince you just to run home. And while you're standing, we're going to give you something you're going to get here at Cage Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. This is our fellowship here. Why don't you reach out and welcome your neighbor? Welcome to Cage Chapel. <laughs>
have one young lady that asked for three big minutes, so she's coming at this time. Miss Harris. Good morning, and thank you, Brother uh, Thigpen. Is that good? Uh, to Pastor Buckley's and to uh, the pulpit, other pulpit guests, I'm from Edwards, uh, Mississippi. That's where I was raised. And so I think it would be offensive to not recognize this great congregation and the, the leaders here. And let me, let me say, my name is Greta Mac Harris. And by way of introduction, I graduated from Tougaloo College in 1991. I see some of, woohoo, go Eagle Queen. I see some of my classmates um, in the room and some other alumni here. I am currently, and I graduated from Heinz AHS too, I see one of the, uh, one of my former teachers in here as well. I am currently seeking the position of Heinz County Court Judge in Subdistrict 1. And I say that because for years now I've prayerfully considered that. And um, in 2000, I believe in 2016, a small circle of mine with some, some friends of mine, I, I was here with Maxine Bolden did. Pastor Buckley's anniversary. Had a great time. We had to tip out a little bit early. I intend to stay for the entire service today. But nevertheless, I, um, we, I've prayerfully considered this move that I'm making. And I know it is the best move for Hines County, the best move for the citizens of Hines County at, in this season. My grandmother used to say, it's a pole wind that never changes. Well, if you've lived in Hines County for any length of time, you know that there are some things that we need to change. I want to be part of that change come November 6th. We need to make those changes. We need to start with changing things on our judiciary. It's just the truth. There are some issues there. The police are blaming the judges. The judges are blaming the prosecutors. And the criminals are sitting back in the cut laughing. We can do better. I want to be a part of that. I can do that. If you go out and you cast your vote for the first name on the ballot for the county court judge, because the people who are already served in these positions, they've had that opportunity. Things have not gotten better. They've actually gotten worse. We deserve better. I'm asking you for your prayers, your votes. I'm asking you to vote for Greta Mac Harris, county court judge, November the 6th, 2018. The best ability is availability. And I guess my three minutes is up. Okay, thank you so much. And I, I, I will leave some pamphlets out front and I will be here through the end of the service. So if there are any questions, please don't hesitate. Thank you guys. Hey man, I'm, I'm sure you heard what she said. This time now we're going to pause for another time in our service so where that we can just be a blessing to the ministers. You've already heard that this is our tithe and offertory period, and we're going to ask that you give as you have been so blessed. You can't be God-given. You know that, right? So we actually prepare now to give. We're going to have the spoken word from the pulpit, and then, of course, this choir will come, and the usher will give us all the chance to give as we have been so blessed. Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee in tithe and offerings? Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, said the Lord of hosts, 
If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it, may God continue to add blessing to the hearers and the doers of his holy and inspired words.
Dark Cloudy to get. They're going to come with one final selection before the message for the morning. We ask you to pray for them and pray with them as they come now to give us the final selection for this morning.
Not some things. Not even most things. But everything to God in prayer. Anybody know he's a friend this morning? Anybody know he's a real friend? Anybody know you can call him when you, when you can't call nobody else? You can call on him and, and he will answer, he will answer, he will answer. What a friend, what a friend, what a friend. Oh, have you heard? and wonderful friend in our Savior. His name is Jesus. If you don't know him, we invite you to get to know him before you leave here today. If you ever need a friend who will stick closer than any brother, I want to recommend. Mm, I recommend Jesus. He will stick with you. James chapter 5, beginning with verse number 13. There, these words are recorded. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as are we, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. He prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. As we continue in our series, The How-Tos of Faith, I want to share with you the morning how to pray with power. How to pray with power. If you have ever wondered about the efficacy of prayer in general or the effectiveness of your prayers in particular, uh, then I want to invite you to join me in today's message. If you ever prayed about something and not gotten the results 
for which you were hoping, and it caused you to then question the point and the purpose of prayer, then this sermon is for you. If you've ever publicly acknowledged that prayer works and that there is power in prayer, but secretly you've wondered that if God's will is going to be done, then why pray anyway? then this message is for you. Uh, because as a person of faith and as a follower of Christ, uh, we have been given this dynamic gift of prayer. And it has been given to us in order to connect our spirit to his, to connect our will to his, to connect our heart to his, to connect our mind to his, because you do remember that the Bible says uh, that his ways are not our ways. It says that his thoughts are not our thoughts. Uh, but as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are his ways above our ways and his thoughts above our thoughts. But here's the good news. Prayer is that dynamic force that then shrinks the distance between us and God. Prayer pulls us closer to the face of God. Prayer is the spiritual tool that draws us to the, nearer to the divine purposes of God. Prayer is the bridge that crosses the gulf between the creation and its creator. And when we get prayer right, when we do prayer right, when we say prayers right, we then unlock the power and the presence of God's will in our lives. So I want to invite you to this, this morning to think with me for a few minutes on how to pray with power. Because if truth be told, a lot of prayers that are prayed have no power behind them. Wish I had a witness or two in this house. I mean, we're, we're saying the right words and, and we're doing the right things and going through the right motions. But if truth be told, at the end of the day, it's just a lot of words with not much power behind them. I want to invite you this morning to learn how to pray then with power, how to pray so that when you pray, something happens, how to pray so that when you pray, you know that heaven has gotten the news and God has heard your prayer. Uh, perhaps one of the ways to answer then how to pray with power is to understand what a powerless prayer looks like. What are powerless Prayers, I'll help you with that. Prayers that are powerless are prayers that come, first of all, from a neglected prayer life. Powerless prayers come from a neglected prayer life. Throughout the New Testament, we hear over and over again about the necessity of prayer in the believer's life. Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17, he says, we ought to pray without ceasing. That means don't ever stop praying. That means you ought to be praying even right now while this preacher is preaching. Somebody's praying, I pray you don't keep me too long. I heard it. I got it. I got it. But if that's your prayer, that's your prayer. But, but you ought to be praying without ceasing. Amen. You ought to pray. You ought to pray. You ought to keep praying. Paul says in Ephesians 6 and 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Again, Paul is saying we ought to pray all the time. In the book of Colossians, Colossians 4 and 2, continue in prayer and watch in the same with Saint with thanksgiving. The idea here then is that as a Christian, we must not 
neglect the spiritual discipline of prayer. Prayer should not be seasonal, but rather without ceasing. Prayers should not be an episodic event, but rather an essential element to our faith. Because a consistent prayer life, hear me, a consistent prayer life keeps you in tune and in touch with what the Spirit of God is doing. I'm going to say it again for this side. You didn't get us. A consistent prayer life keeps you in tune. I'm really talking to them. And in touch with what the Lord is doing. A consistent prayer life keeps you in tune and in touch with what the Spirit of God. Can I unpack that for just... For just a minute, listen, listen, listen. What, what, what I'm saying here is that when you pray, when you pray with regularity, with consistency, you then hear more clearly and directly from the heart of God. If you, watch this, watch. When you neglect prayer and you pray, you pray with irregularity, you, you then become insensitive to the voice of God. When you neglect prayer and pray rather on occasions, you become distracted from the rhythm of God's heart. When you neglect prayer and pray infrequently, you find yourself out of step, out of time, and out of tempo with the Spirit's promptings. And what happens when you're out of step, out of time, and out of tempo with the Holy Spirit is that you begin to move Move, then in your own time, in your own pace, in your own way, going your own direction. And what inevitably happens is you get somewhere and then you come back and ask the Lord to bless you where you are. You're not talking to me. But if you are praying in tune and in touch with the Spirit of God, the Spirit then leads you where you ought to be and you don't have to pray, Lord, bless me, because now I'm out here by myself. I wish there were two or three folk who understood that. That when you pray regularly and when you pray consistently, you then move where God's spirit wants you to be. And then you don't have to pray a backup prayer. Lord, bag me up because I done got out here now. I, mean, I done gone too deep. And Lord, I don't know if you're in this or not, but save me. Help me somebody. Yeah, that's, that's a powerless prayer. Prayers that are play, prayed uh, to bless what you're doing when you're out of step with God are powerless prayers. But then powerless prayers also, that brings me to the second point, run counter to God's purposes. Powerless prayers run counter to God's purposes. In John 14 and 13, Jesus says this. He says, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. That's, that's, a, that's, a powerful, that's a powerful verse right there because what Jesus says is, watch this, he says, when you pray in my name, you, you, you got some power that's backing you up. Now, now, I need to be clear about what praying in his name means because oftentimes we think that when we end our prayers with, in Jesus' name I pray, that means that we're praying in his name. No, no, you just added a little tagline to kind of wrap your prayer up. But praying in Jesus' name is not just a cute way to end your prayer. Praying in Jesus' name is in fact inviting the very authority of Christ into your, I wish I had a witness in here, inviting the authority of Christ, inviting the righteousness of Christ, watch this, and inviting the will of God into your prayers. 
In other words, in other words, when I say in Jesus' name, I'm saying, Lord, what I prayed, if anything that I prayed is not according to your will, let it be done in your name. In your name, let your will be done. In your name, let your ways manifest. In your name, let your purpose be manifested in my life. Not according to me, but according to you. Says, watch this. He says, watch this. Pray in my name. But then don't skip over this part when he says, so that the son may bring glory to the father. I said this at 8 o'clock. Listen, perhaps some of our prayers are not being answered because if they were answered the way we prayed them, they would not bring glory to God. See, maybe we're praying some things and praying for some things that if in fact those things happened, there's no way God could get glory out of it. Jesus says, your prayers ought to bring glory to God. And, and, if, and, if, and if that thing happens and is fulfilled in your life, when it happens, it ought to bring God some glory. And I'm convinced that, that God is not answering some of our prayers because he knows that if he answered them, we would not give him the glory he deserves. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. The first thing some of us would do, nobody in here, but some of us, some of your friends that you know, the first thing that they would do is say, look at what I got. Look, look at how I'm blessed. Look, look at the title I got. Look at the position I hold. Look, look, look. And it's because of my education. It's because I burned the midnight oil. It's because I did this, that, and the other. And the last thing we might do is say, the Lord helped me. This says, no, whatever I get, I need to make sure, and whatever I pray, rather, I need to make sure that, it's a, that that is something that God receives glory out of. There's, there, there's something else, something else about prayer, prayer, powerless prayers. Powerless prayers are self-indulgent in motive. Powerless prayers are self-indulgent in motive. James chapter 4, verse 3 says this, ye ask and receive not. Because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. James says, James says, listen, one of the reasons why our prayer is not working is because we're praying for things, watch this, that aren't in the will of God. That's asking amiss. We're asking things that are against what God wants. And then he goes on and he puts a whole skirt around. He says, and the reason you're asking for it is because ultimately you're praying for stuff that you want just for you. I didn't make it up. It's in the text. It says that ye may consume it upon your lust. In other words, we're praying selfish prayers. We're praying things for things that we just want for ourselves, material prayers. Lord, bless me with this, and Lord, give me that, and Lord, I know you can. And, and listen, one of the problems over the last 20 years for the modern church is that we've been taught and we've been convinced that somehow we can manipulate the sovereign arm of God and make him give us what we want him to have. And we look at him as some kind of sovereign vending machine where we put in a few coins and push a few buttons and say, give me this, and he's supposed to just 
dispense it because we have the audacity to ask for it. But I come by to tell you God is not your sovereign vending machine. He's the God of the universe and we can't approach him like that. No, you've got to pray prayers that don't just have to do with you, but prayers that have to do with somebody else. In other words, quit being so selfish with your prayers. Quit making yourself the center of your prayers, but start praying for your neighbor. Start praying for your family. Start praying for your friends. Start praying for your loved ones. Start praying for your enemies. Pray. Use somebody else's name in your prayer other than Lord, bless me. I can't get no help in here. He says, the, part, the problem is that you're praying for things and all you want to do is use it for yourself. So this says we got to be unselfish with our prayers. I've got to stop making every prayer about me. But in my quiet time, I ought to see somebody else's face other than mine. My, my heart ought to be pricked with somebody else's concerns other than mine. My, my mind ought to, ought to run to somebody else's place and understand what somebody else is dealing with and lift them up. Do I have a witness in here? Don't be so self-indulgent. Powerless prayers are also prayers that are prayed in the context of a life that is in defiance to God. Real simple. All that means is, all that means is when you are doing wrong and you keep doing wrong and you intend to do wrong, don't think that you're going to have powerful prayers. Your, your, your prayers have no power when you're doing wrong, intend on doing wrong, and keep on doing wrong. You, you say, Reverend, show it to you. I'll show it to you. Isaiah chapter 1, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 15. These words are recorded. And when you spread forth your hands, in other words, when you start getting in the sanctuary, lifting up holy hands, acting like you ain't doing nothing, Amen. He says, when you spread forth your hands, he says, I will hide mine eyes from you. Listen, when God stops looking at you, you in trouble. When, 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 when you're no longer interesting to the Lord, he said, I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Why? Because your hands are full of blood wrongdoing evil he says wash you make you clean put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes cease to do evil learn to do well seek judgment relieve the oppressed judge the fatherless plead for the widow in other words all he's saying is stop the foolishness the things you're doing that you know are wrong that you keep on doing that's what's causing your prayers to be ineffective you're wondering, why is God not moving in your life? He says, check your, check your record. Check your sin. Are you, are you just in willful disobedience and defiance to God? Help me, somebody. All right, so I've told you what powerless prayers look like. So then, how do you then pray with 
power. Praying with power demands, first of all, that you pray with the discipline to be consistent. You pray with a discipline to be consistent. Jesus taught his disciples quite a bit about prayer, but not only did he teach them, but he showed them. He was an example for them. Prior to him selecting the 12, the text says Jesus prayed. On the Mount of Transfiguration where he took Peter, James, and John, Jesus prayed. Before he raised Lazarus from the dead, check the record. He prayed. Around the table while he is sharing that last meal with his disciples, he prayed. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed. Even while hanging on the cross, Jesus prayed. Throughout his ministry, Jesus taught and practiced the discipline of prayer. And then he said to his disciples, as you have seen me do throughout my ministry, that's what you're supposed to do. Pray always. Keep praying. And Jesus clearly was disappointed in the lazy, lackadaisical approach of his disciples in their prayer lives. Because remember one day he was in the garden of Gethsemane praying and he came back and said, couldn't you watch and pray for an hour? I, I, I just needed you to watch and pray with me for one hour. Pray with diligence. Pray with consistency. Pray regularly. And you will see then your prayer life become more powerful and your prayers become more powerful. Praying with power means, secondly, that you pray, you pray with the faith to ask. Pray with the faith to ask. One of the great privileges of prayer, I want you to think about this for a moment. One of the great privileges of prayer is that you get to talk to God. I know some of y'all ain't thought about that in a long time, so I'm going to say it again. One of the great privileges of prayer is that you get to talk to God. Now, 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 truth be told, some of y'all would be excited to talk to President Obama. Yeah, you would. You, you would be thrilled. If, if, if yeah, if, if he called and, and you, had to have a, you had a conversation with Barack Obama, you would go tell everybody, I, I got to talk to Barack Obama. You, you would try to record the conversation because wouldn't nobody believe who you had to talk to. If, if Oprah called you, 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 you would be running through your house. Lord, I'm talking to Oprah. Come on and talk to me if you can. There are a lot of people who you would be excited if you got a phone call from and you were having a conversation. But you get to talk to God. God who is the creator of everything, you get to talk to him. And watch this, as often I mean, some of us would flip from one phone call from a celebrity, but, but you get to talk to God 
can call him? Wish I had a witness in here. You, you, you have a direct line to the creator of the universe. I, I, if you ain't getting excited, I am. Because, because what that says is, I have access to the greatest power of all. Do I have a witness here? And, and, and whenever I call, he picks up. That's good news, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and so because you have that access, because you can talk to God, listen, you might as well use the access that you have to ask in faith. Can, can I go a little deeper with that? Watch this. The man came to Jesus one day and he said, Jesus, my, my son is sick. I, I, I wish that you would heal my son. And Jesus went right back to him. And you remember what he said? He said, do you believe I can heal him? And the man said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. You remember that? And, and, and all Jesus was saying is, listen, if you got enough faith to come, have enough faith to believe. Wish I had a witness in here. You, you came to me, yeah, yeah, but now I need you to believe that I can do what you're asking me to do. And when we pray, we need to pray to God believing that what we're asking for is not too hard for God to do. Lord, Lord, I'm coming and, and the doctor said this, the, the surgeon said this, the, the hospital said this, the, the specialist said this, but Lord, I'm coming to you. Because what's too hard for man is not too hard for God. Do I have a witness in here? Praying with the faith to ask. Lord, I'm just going to ask you for it. I'm going to ask you to do. Listen, that, 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 means, that, means, that means that you shouldn't be bashful in your requests to God. You can ask him for it. You can ask him for it. For the thing that really matters, the thing that you really need. I ain't, I ain't talking about this superficial stuff, y'all. I'm talking about stuff that really matters. Some of you need your children to come back home. Some of you need your grandchildren to come back to themselves. I'm talking about the stuff that really matters. Some, some of you need your, 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 your children to get their marriages straight and back on the right path. I'm talking about the stuff that really matters. And you can pray to God. And after you pray to God, you can go to them and say, I've been praying for you. God is going to find you and bring you back. And, and until he does, I want you to know mama's still praying for you, baby. Hey, ain't forgot about you. I want you to know daddy still love you and praying for you. Mm. Pray for the stuff that really matters. Believing that he can do it. Believing that he can do it. Pray with power. Pray with faith, but then pray with confidence in the creator. Hebrews 4 and 16 says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. I love that. Keep that up for just a minute. Let us come boldly 
to the throne of grace. That, that means that I'm coming, watch this, and my head ain't down. But, but, but I'm coming boldly. Now watch this. The reason you can come boldly is not because you big. The, the reason you can come boldly is not because you good. The reason you can come boldly is not because you're so righteous. But the reason you can come boldly is going back to that first part where I said in the name of Jesus. When you pray in Jesus name. That means I'm not coming in my own merit and in my own goodness and of my own righteousness, but I'm coming in the righteousness of Christ. Y'all ain't talking to me. I'm preaching better than y'all talking. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm coming not in my name, but I'm coming in his name and in his name. His, his blood covers me. His blood keeps me. His blood washes me. His blood atoned me. His blood redeemed me. And so I'm not going to come in myself. I'm coming in his name. And in his name I can boldly stand before God. Because when he sees me, he's not looking at me. He's looking through the blood of his son. Good God Almighty. I can come boldly. Watch this. Because when he looks at me, he's not looking at my sin. He's looking at his son. Good God Almighty. Yeah, so he says, come boldly. Come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of of need that means I come with confidence that God is going to hear my prayer why because I'm praying in Jesus name my Savior my Redeemer and your son Here it is, here it is. I know because y'all been waiting, Reverend, get to the text. Here it is. I'm in the text. I'm in the text. I'm in the text. I'm in the text. In the text. In the text, James deals with this, and he shows us how we then pray with power. And these are real quick, so write them down real quick. I'm going real fast. Here it is. If you're going to pray with power, you must be proficient praying by yourself. That's number one. You must be proficient praying by yourself yourself verse 13 says is any among you afflicted let him pray is any merry let him sing psalms that that's very personal that's very direct that's that that's individual prayer that's that's you that's james saying listen at some point in your christian faith in your christian life you've got to learn how to go to the lord for yourself mama can't keep praying for you Daddy can't keep praying for you and you keep living off of mama and daddy's prayers, but you got to learn how, how to pray for yourself. You got to know him for yourself. You, you got to know his voice. He's got to know your voice. You got to have your own relationship, he says. And if there's anyone afflicted, let him pray. So first of all, you got to be confident and proficient in your own prayer life. And I love the fact that he says, watch this, he says, is anyone afflicted, let him pray. 
is anyone merry, let him sing songs. In other words, James is saying, listen, uh, you got to learn, watch this, how to pray to the Lord, but also how to praise the Lord. Yeah, that, that's good. That's good right there because, because oftentimes we, we pray to the Lord and we forget that we ought to praise him too. But, but what James says is, listen, after you prayed a while, you ought to shift that thing and start praising because if truth be told, the things that you've been praying for while you need them, if you look back over your life, there's a lot of things that he's already done and you can praise him for what he's all Ah, ready done. Yeah, I'm a pray for what I need, but I'm a worship for what I got. I'm a pray for what I need, but I'm a praise him for what he's done. And if truth be told, if he doesn't do one more thing, he's already. Is there anybody in this house who can testify? Lord, I want you to do some stuff, but if truth be told, if you don't do one more thing, you've already done enough say yes good God almighty he's already done enough he's brought me through this he's, he's fought my enemies he's, he's healed my body he's put a roof over my head he's put clothes on my back he brought me through school he got me some children he's bringing them through school God's been good he's already already done already done enough don't get me wrong I still need him some to do some more but I can't be selfish with my worship and I can't be selfish with my praise I'm a praise him for what he's all ready done be proficient with your own prayer life but then secondly secondly not only do you must be proficient in praying for yourself and by yourself but you got to learn how to get comfortable praying with others you, you got to get comfortable praying with others. It, it's, 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 it's in the text, y'all. It's in the text, y'all. It says in verse 14, uh, it says, Is any sick among you? Look at it. It says, Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray for him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Now James has gone from a person praying for himself to inviting others. Uh, to pray with and for him. J James says we, we can't be selfish and stingy and isolated with our prayers, but we've got to learn how to pray corporately together. Jesus said it like this, where two or more are gathered in my name is touching and believing you will receive it. In other words, God says when folk get together on one accord and invite the presence of the Lord, God says, I'm going to show up and get involved in that. Is there anybody in this house who recognizes that there is power in corporate prayer? There is power in touching and agreeing. There is power in us believing that God wants something for us and us petitioning the throne of grace together. I'm going to show it to you. I'm going to show it to you. Acts chapter 12. Look at it. Acts chapter 12. Because somebody doesn't believe me. Acts chapter 12. It's in your Bible. If you didn't tear it out, it's in there. <laughs> Acts chapter 12, verse 5 says this. So Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer was for him was made to God by the church. Pete, watch this, y'all. Peter was in jail. 
he was about to get killed. But earnest prayer was being made on his behalf by the church. And, and look at what happened. Look at what happened. Now, when Herod was about to bring him out on that very night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and sentries before the door were guarding the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him saying, get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. The church was praying while Peter was in prison. And while the church was praying for Peter, God got to moving. Are y'all hearing me this morning? While the church was praying for one of their own, God got the news and sent an angel to the jail. I wish I had a praying church in here this morning that recognized that when the people of God come together and pray that there is power in our prayers. And look at what Peter did in verse 12. Verse 12 says, when he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. Paul, Peter says, the only way I could have gotten out out of this jail I know somebody had to be praying and before I go anywhere else I'm gonna make my way to the church house good God Almighty listen when the Lord has happened when the Lord has done anything in your life before you go tell anybody you ought to stop by the church house you ought to thank the saints of God who were thinking about you the people of God who were lifting you up the people of God who didn't forget about you when you forgot about them the people of God who kept the, you on their minds and kept you before the altar and even when you were not here there were folk who were praying for you I don't know who I'm talking to this morning but the Lord told me to tell you that God has not forgotten about you we have not forgotten about you and there is still power power in prayer here it is lastly here it is last thing corporate prayer get, get used and get okay Get comfortable with praying with each other. But then the last thing, powerful prayer. If your prayers are going to have power, here's the trick. Here's the key. Just do it. I, I know. I know you was looking for something super spiritual right there. I know. Just, just do it. I know, I know, I know. You, you, you say, you say, you say, no, that, that's Nike. No, that ain't Nike. That's Gotti. That just, just... Just, just do it. Just do it. Look, look. Here, and, and James, James shows it to us by giving us the story and referring to Elijah. He, he says, Elias was a man subject to like passions as are we. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. James says, listen, ain't no big secret to prayer. And, and, and you don't, you, listen, you, you don't have to be some great prophet to have powerful prayers. No, no, you don't have to be a preacher to get a prayer through. You don't have to be a deacon or a mother to get a prayer through. No, no, he said, he said Elias was a man just like you. He said Elijah was a person just like us and, and he had the same kind of passions He had the same kind of nature He had the same kind of ways He said but even with all of that When he prayed the heavens shut up 
when Elijah prayed that the clouds wouldn't even make and form rain clouds. When Elijah prayed to God, this, this man who was just like you. And the record, the point is, is that if a man like Elijah could pray and cause heaven to shut up its rain, then you can pray. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Let, 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 me, let me take you back. Let me take you back and remind you, remind you what happened. Elijah came on the scene. King Ahab was an evil king. Elijah comes upon the scene. He says, listen, Ahab, you're so evil. It's not going to rain in this land for three years. He prayed about it and God shut up the clouds. In fact, in fact, remember, it didn't rain so much that even Elijah was affected by the famine. You remember that's when, that's when his brook dried up. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. That's when the raven had to come in and bring him breakfast in the morning and, and dinner at night. And, and sometimes the prayers that you pray are going to affect you and others too. Yeah, yeah, it, it was that same famine. And, and Elijah, Elijah, remember in the midst of that, there was the contest with the prophets of Baal. 450 prophets say, yeah, our God is the real God. Elijah said, no, my God is the real God. And if you don't believe it, let's put them to the test. He said, you go on, call on your God. They called on their God. Started in the morning and nothing happened. They kept on calling and still nothing happened. Do I have a witness here? Elijah started playing with him and said, maybe your God is hard of hearing. Why don't you call a little bit louder? They started cutting on themselves and still nothing happened. Elijah said, well, that's enough of you calling on your God. Let me call on my God and see if God will show up. He said, but before I call him, why don't you dig a trench around the altar and fill the trench with water? Because my God has a habit of showing up. And when he shows up, he shows up as a quenching fire. Do I have a witness here? Elijah started praying and when he prayed, the fire of God came down from heaven. And when it came down, it burned the sacrifice on the altar. When it came down, it lapped up the water in the trench. And Elijah said, "Uh uh-huh, I told you that my God is the real God. Do I have a witness here? It was after that contest that Elijah went to Ahab and said, now that you know that my God is the real God, I'm going to see if I can't do something about this famine. Elijah went up on the top of Mount Carmel. And you read the text when you get home. The text says that he put his head into the middle of his knees. And he started praying. Do I have a witness here? He started praying. And said, servant, I want you to go to the sea and tell me if you see anything. The servant went and came back and said, Elijah, I don't see nothing. Elijah kept on praying and said, go back and look again and tell me if you see anything. Servant went, looked, didn't see anything, came back, said, Elijah, I still don't see nothing. Elijah didn't get worried. He said, go back again and tell me if 
if you see anything. I see somebody sees where this is going. He said, do you see anything? The servant said, no, I still don't see nothing. They did that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. But on the seventh time, I say on the seventh time, on the seventh time, on the seventh time, it's something about that number seven. On the seventh time, the servant went. And the record is that he looked up. It was just the blue sky. But he looked. And on that blue canvas was a little white cloud. And he came back to Elijah and said, Elijah, I went six times. But on the seventh time, I come back with a report. And the report is that I saw something. Now, it wasn't much. Don't get your hopes up, Elijah. It was just a teeny bit of cloud. He said, in fact, it looked like a man's hand. And Elijah said, that's enough. You, you missed your shout right there. That, that was your shout right there. Elijah said, you, you mean you saw a cloud? He said, yeah. He said, but Elijah was a small cloud. He said, that's enough. See, some of y'all waiting on the big stuff to manifest in your life. But God said, all I need is just a little bit and a little bit will change your whole good God Almighty he said that's enough is there anybody in here who can testify today that God will I say God will That's enough. It don't look like much. But watch what the Lord does. With just a little bit. I need to tell somebody. I'm through. I need to tell somebody. That what you've been praying for. If it is in the will of God. It is not too big that he can't do it. And here's what you got to do. Keep praying. That, that's what Elijah did. Watch this. Every time, thank you God, every time the servant came back with a negative report, Elijah said, go back. I know who I'm talking to. But you've been praying for some stuff. And you keep getting a negative report. But I need you to go back one more time. And see if the Lord 
won't turn it around. The doors of the church are open. You can come by letter by Christian experience as a candidate for baptism. If you're here this morning, you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You're here this morning and you don't have a church home. We invite you to come this morning. The doors of the church are open to you. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Oh! 
a testimony that she would like to share with us. Good evening, church. I would just like to say this time last month, a lot of y'all don't know, but I took sick. I didn't know I was sick. Lord knows I didn't. But I want to tell y'all, God, prayer is what all of us need, and it changes everything. And I want to thank the deacons, everybody that was up there, up there saying about me. Y'all showed me all kind of love. Thank the pastor for the prayers. Just thank all of my daughter, my godson. I, I tell you, God is so good. He is so good. He's bigger than my problems that I have. He has made a way out of no way. And I thank him for what he's already done. As the pastor said, if he don't want to do anything else, he's already done enough for Miss Curry. I just want you to see Jesus in me. It's not about me. It's all about him. I just want you to see the light of Jesus in Mother Curry. And if you see me going astray, pull my coattail and say that ain't right. Because I love every one of you. If I ever said or did anything to anybody, in the name of Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me for whatever I said or did. I'm walking in the light. I want to see Jesus because it's about him. Thank you, Pastor, because that sermon was meant just for me. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Keep praying for Mother Curry that I will be what God would have her be. It's about him. In the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Keep on praying for me. Thank you. Because it's all about Jesus. It's all about him. Because I promise you, Lord knows I didn't know what I was. I was up there sick. Didn't even know I was sick. But look what God did. He brought me back to church. I ain't where I want to be, but I thank God I ain't where I used to be. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for your prayers and your love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You've heard Mother Curry. She prays also for herself. And she asked for prayers from the church. But she's done what the pastor's already said. She started out by praying for herself and having a working relationship with God. And before we leave, just even in your hearts, in your mind, without saying it out loud, pray one for the other one. Keep prayers on your lips. church say amen. amen amen god bless you would you stand for the benediction <laughs> now may the grace of god and the sweet communion of his holy spirit rest rule and abide with each of you now henceforth and forevermore in the name of the father and of the son of the holy spirit amen and amen god bless you go in peace Pray.